hybrid working has us all questioning if that meeting could have just been an email. But what if you ensured that your next meeting was a one-of-a-kind experience that injected innovation, value, and increased engagement? Well, my guest Kanishka Desai joins me on this episode to share the experiential platform he's created to bring more positive, inspiring, and impactful experiences. His company, Cooley, works with creatives and artists to introduce creativity, gamification, and play into experiences, including corporate and company meetings. Hi, Kanishka, how are you? It's so great to uh, have you on the podcast. Thank you, Angela. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be here as well. Well, uh, Kanishka, you and I um, have been connected for a little while because, uh, and I want you to talk a little bit more about yourself and uh, your, your company called Cooley, which you'll tell the listeners all about, but really today is around, um, you know, we're in this place right now, uh, 2020, now 2021, where the opportunity to create more 3D experiences through a screen is really important, right? A lot of people are working from home, we've got hybrid working. Uh, and so what I'm starting to see is a lot of companies, a lot of organizations, a lot of teams are starting to think about how can I create an experience through a screen, which is something that it's always been a, a question, but now it's becoming a part of our everyday uh, working environment. So that's kind of the premise behind the podcast, but I initially want to let you introduce yourself and your company and tell us more about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Angela. Yep. Uh, so, hey guys, my name is Kanishka Desai, and uh, I'm the co-founder of uh, Cooley. Uh, so, Cooley is a company that uh, provides artists, uh, all types of artists, uh, comedians, magicians, musicians, improv artists, for uh, mainly corporate events. And we kind of, kind of found our way through, you know, testing a lot of testing and and trying different things. And uh, we ended up in this space um, uh, very recently, actually. Uh, to be honest, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know we noticed uh, a huge need, a huge gap in this field uh, with corporate events, where uh, as you mentioned, um, corporations basically trying to adapt to this new medium of um, of working, and uh, with uh, most corporations uh, having their teams working remotely and trying to figure out uh, a solution for keeping their employees more engaged and continuing uh, to maintain that employee experience that they may have worked on really hard pre-pandemic uh, and how do we do that? And so uh, we kind of, uh, you know, fit the gap um, uh, very well. Uh, and, you know, we've done many types of events um, as of now. We've done virtual get-togethers, uh, like virtual happy hours. We've done awards and recognition events. Uh, we've done office parties, holiday parties. Uh, we've done, uh, you know, celebrations like, um, retirement roasts <laughs> and, uh, you know, other types of celebrations. But, uh, you know, um, so I think that there's, uh, there is a sort of huge need and more and more uh, companies um, uh, trying to, you know, bring, bring some creative solutions to, um, you know, uh, figure out how to um, maintain their employee experience, as they call it, you know, um, in, in this new world that we are still in the middle of, I think. And, I think that some of the things that have changed are here to stay. Uh, you know, most, uh, you know, even tech companies right now are talking about finally maybe getting back into the office towards the end of this year. Um, uh, this is a, you know, area in which we're also kind of trying to grow and test and, uh, you know, get better as we, as we kind of learn more and more about what's going on with, with some of the 
trends are happening. But as of now, it seems like, you know, even if people start going back to work, it's going to be more of a hybrid sort of scenario where uh, majority of the time people have the flexibility to work from home. Uh, but uh, there are maybe some certain times when uh, potential uh, brainstorming events or, um, you know, um, maybe a, a, a big team meeting where people might come in. Uh, and so, but even for those types of events, then there's always a need for entertainment or a need for um, some sort of, um, you know, ability for people to come together and, and create a memorable experience. And so that's where, again, we would, we could provide, um, you know, that type of, those types of experiences. Yeah. So it's not just about uh, creating online events, but actually I think making, uh, making events more human in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone mm -hmm. can complain about a boring meeting, but when you have a strategy meeting, I think there's the great blend here is the creativity injection. Mm -hmm. uh, even if even if it was a, a live event, you know, having that creative um, piece to get ideas flowing and innovation moving. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. And, and you nailed it when you said keep innovation moving. That's the key, right? And, you know, uh, there's been numerous studies and, and we know that uh, in order for our sort of productive logical brain uh, and you know people make a, a big deal about you know productivity right but uh, in order to uh, keep our innovative I guess logical brain going we also need to feed our emotional brains and that emotional brain in includes the, the sort of humanity the human side of things the connection side of things and uh, you know feeling like uh, you are a part of this company uh, having having those uh, those strong connection and strong bond that you feel uh, when you're working towards a, a goal, right? And um, that side has really taken a toll um, with uh, with remote work, uh, or I guess forced remote work. And uh, there's always some people that would always prefer remote work, but um, <laughs> uh, this type of forced remote work where, uh, you know, uh, people who actually really liked coming to the office and, you know, even uh, even if it's, if it's if it's just for the, the gossip side of things, um, you know, that also, it's been, you know, it's been, I guess, by now, well recognized that even that adds to that employee experience in a positive way. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, so you nailed it when you said that, you know, in order to keep the innovation going, you also have to bring in the human aspect and, and the sort of, um, you know, that, that happiness factor, but the happiness factor ties to the, to the overall employee experience is, is you know, uh, how the employee feels about what they're doing. How strongly are they connected with the goals of the company? And to, to feed that uh, is what we're, what we're trying to do. Uh, so when we bring in these types of unique experiences, um, you know, our company's mission is to bring uh, positive, inspiring, and impactful experiences. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what we were, you know, have been trying to do for the past four years or so. Now, you asked me to kind of introduce our company uh, you know, earlier, and so I think a brief kind of history of it, we were actually in the experiences space, we've been in the experiences space for the past four years, but initially we were trying to bring in live experiences, of course, pre-pandemic, uh, in, in all types of different categories, more to bring to light certain neighborhoods and certain locals uh, who could offer unique experiences. But then, of course, with the pandemic, uh, we focused on more virtual experiences, and then we kind of found our way into the corporate uh, events sector. Uh, and so, but I think that there's a it, it fits really well because you know we have uh, a set of creative experts on our platform, and here we have a need uh, where you know bringing in creative uh, you know experiences and, and positive, unique experiences to sort of 
um, help with the you know employee engagement and the overall employee experience um, is is you know what we're all trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, and it's I think it's really crucial because uh, I mean you talked about some data around innovation and you know using the different parts of the brain and uh, not just productivity but the actual creation of ideas and the inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. One of the, uh, on our last season's episode, I had um, some folks on from Qualtrics. Uh, so Qualtrics is an experience um, platform and they uh, did a report recently around what are the new trends around employee experience. Mm -hmm. One of the things they identified is a sense of belonging. So, yeah. you know, before the top trends were like, you know, am I being communicated to? Do I trust leadership in the strategic direction? And now belonging is, is, is rising to the top. And so when I think about belonging, I also think about connection, right? Because mm -hmm. having authentic connections and I think your solution certainly and your idea, I mean, this is a fantastic idea because it, it injects that into an event that might've been like a four hour sit down presentation PowerPoint <laughs> into like speaking to the hearts and the minds of people and making people feel like they have a sense of belonging and connection with me. Organization, you know, they're they're working with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, the sense of belonging, you know, and and uh, I think that uh, pre-pandemic we were comparing ourselves to uh, Airbnb, and I think that's one of their taglines is you know belong anywhere, uh, and and I think that's you know with with their uh, experiences platform, you know, that's that's what they're trying to bring to light as well, and and so I think that it's a very important, um, you know, it's a very important like mission to have. Uh, create, how, to, how do we create a sense of belonging? And, and now we're kind of moving that to the employee uh, in, you know, environment. And um, the same kind of things apply is, you know, how do we bring in um, ways to, you know, um, enhance that sense of belonging by improving their, their overall experience? Um, and, you know, one of the unique things that we're, what we're trying to do is uh, have a really, really um, strong uh, side of uh, really, really talented um, artists uh, and, and specifically, you know, improv artists. And we're really focusing on that because um, when, when you think of improv artists, you know, we, we think of people who are uh, naturally, I guess, uh, they, they've kind of trained their creative brain, you know, or they're naturally creative. Uh, but uh, that's, what, that's what they do for a living is to, you know, try to um, come up with ways to make people laugh or solve problems or, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're basically trained in that. And so bringing, bringing improv artists into uh, certain types of workplace uh, brainstorming sessions or, um, you know, innovation sort of uh, challenges um, and, and meetings where, like you said, uh, you know, people might need to kind of come together to uh, put their, you know, sit down and kind of put their brains together um, for, for maybe hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we're kind of experimenting with right now is what if we were to, you know, bring in um, an improv artist to, to help uh, speed up that process, uh, even if it's virtually, right? Uh, you know, uh, bring, to, bring people together virtually. And um, the, the, there's a two-part, I guess, thing to this is that one, one side is that, of course, the improv artist can help um, bring creativity to that, to that problem-solving meeting. The other side is that the improv artist can actually help with team building uh, because uh, uh, even the kind of the ability to um, uh, teach people certain skills and, and then having them work together to solve a common problem mm -hmm. will enhance team building. And so 
you know, that's something that we're actually uh, really keen on experimenting. <laughs> but uh, I think that's yeah, a I mean, great idea. Yeah, but I, I think certain other examples that, you know, that come to mind when, you know, you mentioned like that these three, four hour presentation meetings yeah. are, you know, your, your onboarding meetings, your onboarding trainings and, and just regular employee training events. And um, I think that uh, bringing in uh, talented artists to convey that same message, but not using a PowerPoint <laughs> and uh, maybe make it shorter instead of making it four hours, uh, you know, convey that message through gamification. Uh, and through um, you know creative sort of expression, uh, will will I think be a great way to sort of enhance these meetings, especially if they're over Zoom, because uh, mm. <laughs> you know in-person meetings are one thing, but you know uh, these these types of PowerPoint, like that's why PowerPoint meetings by Zoom, uh, you know I think we're gonna be we're gonna see a lot of like negative reviews, you know, by employees, <laughs> and so that's that's one thing that we can you know also uh, really try to look into. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just curious because you seem very, um, you seem very uh, experienced in this space of like innovation and design and what's your, what's your background? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so my, my background is in, I'm, I'm a chemical engineer by uh, profession. So I went to school for chemical engineering, but then, um, uh, you know, I, I started working uh, in IT. Uh, you know, I, I actually ended up being recruited by a company called Monsanto, which is now Bayer, uh, got bought out by a Bayer headquartered in St. Louis. But they, they are, um, you know, pioneer, one of the pioneers of like, uh, you know, ag agricultural uh, genetic engineering. And uh, it's a innovative, you know, th their basis was innovation. How do we bring, how do we solve some of the common problems um, with agriculture, whether it's, uh, you know, pest uh, related issues or, you know, um, just being able to, uh, you know, grow um, um, more, you know, um, basically enhanced growth conditions. Um, but so I, I was, I used to work in their IT division. And um, I guess that's kind of where I uh, learned a lot about maybe product design uh, and product development and the whole cycle. Uh, and, you know, then I did good and did my master's in bioinformatics, uh, but the bioinformatics is more, uh, you know, solving biological problems by using, using informatics. So using computer science. And so uh, that's, that's where I guess I have my, literally my technical background from. But then, you know, uh, as I mentioned, Cooley, when we first started it, uh, it, it was really inspired from uh, myself and my co-founders travels. Uh, and uh, we, we took several international trips together uh, just because it was that, it was that time in our, in our mid twenties when we, we had just gotten done with our schooling and we, we had this, uh, you know, yearning to go explore the world. <laughs> And, uh, but, but, you know, the way we kind of traveled, we realized that, uh, you know, uh, I, we, we, we kind of had this early vision of um, enhancing the experiential travel. So how do we bring unique experiences again to, to travel? And, um, you know, um, uh, this was before Airbnb experiences or some of the other apps that are out there, uh, you know, that, that also try to provide this very, uh, you know, uh, sort of experiential travel in a very, very good way. I mean, there's, there's a few, few really good uh, apps out there now that connect people with um, really knowledgeable locals, for example, who can host the different experiences. And uh, that was the early, that was the early vision for Cooley. But then, of course, as we sort of started the journey, um, we, we realized a lot of things and, uh, you know, um, we had lots of different ideas. And then we kind of had this idea of uh, bringing together, bringing, you know, highlighting unique neighborhoods within different cities. 
so that uh, it's not just for travelers, but also people who want to explore uh, art and culture, for example, in a, in a unique neighborhood that they don't usually frequently go to. Uh, let's talk about Chicago just for, for, sex, mm. for a second. I mean, it's such a big city with so many really unique neighborhoods and uh, um, with a unique sort of culture and background to them uh, with different uh, sort of immigrant, um, you know, uh, history mm. to them that, uh, uh, you know, we can really highlight and bring, bring to light certain neighborhoods that uh, people don't usually go to or, or know about. Uh, so that, that eventually then transitioned into, you know, the bringing on artists and, you know, highlighting the cultural aspects of different neighborhoods. So we had, you know, um, different types of uh, um, locals, uh, local experts, um, musicians, uh, you know, comedians, other types of artists on our platform. And then that slowly then trans tra transitioned, of course, thanks to the pandemic, <laughs> uh, into, into virtual experiences. But uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of our, uh, where, you know, where, where our history is and I guess, you know, how my experience kind of tied into that. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Yeah, I just listening to you talk, I'm like, there's, there's innovation, there's design in there. I just know it because the way you structure, I think the experience from a user perspective, um, and then culturally, right? I, I mean, you're talking about like the culture in Chicago, for example, but um, bringing some of that to life, you know, bring it back to the corporate culture or organization's culture, it reflects it. And again, yep. that's, that's where belonging comes from, is when you feel like you can be yourself and you feel like you can connect with something or someone. So Kanishka, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for sharing your insight. I think your experience and your perspective is fantastic. And I think this is a really timely topic. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Angela. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, coming on again. Thank you.